All right, guys, uh, if you're listening, welcome to the XBS Chelsea Show, Season 28, Episode 1, which is really Week 1. have myself here, Dusty. We have uh, Krim. Krim's here. Say hey, how's, Krim. how's it going, guys? We have Shuck. Hey, guys. And we also have, as a guest, we have Beer Nuts here with us as well. What's up, guys? Uh, every once in a while, Chilltown will join us as well. He, he can't right now, but it, it'll be kind of sporadic when he joins us. Um, the show as well so he'll be here some weeks with us uh sometimes okay let's get to league news guys and then we'll get into really the uh well the uh beef of the show here again i want to thank uh, vitamin for the three stars uh sway for the power rankings if you guys haven't checked them out yet please do that uh they do both do a great job with the write-ups uh so get a chance if you get a chance check them out um i know we had some disconnects uh this week so for those of you that don't know if it's a disconnect in the first period you finish the period out, take the stats, and then you restart playing two periods. If it happens in the second period, you just continue the game with AI. You don't you don't stop the game, you just go. So once the drop the drop happens in the second period, you don't stop. You just keep going and continue the game with the AI. It does suck that way playing against the AI, but if we didn't do that, we could be restarting over and over. So it just that's the way we have to go about that. Um, lag. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but my team and the Islanders have to, re- have to, have to reschedule for tonight because it was Thursday night and the lag was so bad the game was unplayable. So all the way and Sabres got together and discussed it and they just rescheduled the game. So if that ever happens to you and the lag is so bad, just contact you know the owners, contact the other owner and say, listen, we, we can't play it this way and then you can reschedule it. Um, that's part of why we have the four nights a week. It gives you that one night where you can reschedule uh, if you have to sometimes. All right, um, let's get into, you know, that's kind of the boring news stuff. Let's get into some of these trades. So, Krim, why don't you and Shuck can kind of talk about these two trades that happened. So let's get into that first trade, Krim. Sure, uh, yeah. The first trade of the season was a doozy. Um, no one really sees these kind of trades. It was a four-for-four four trade. So um, let's just break it down quickly. So we saw Burks, KT, the Kit 29, and King Tut was shipped to Detroit from the Islanders. And in return, they received Assassin Rifle, Hat Van, MK Swan, and Jay Lennox. Um, quick analysis of the trade, it looks like um, two teams that saw what they were lacking and making a flip for it. So one team was lacking some defense, and another team had a little extra offense. They wanted to kind of flip it around. So you see a top-end defender in KT going one way, and kind of on the other end, you're seeing a Habs fan at top forward flip back the other way. If you analyze this trade through, um, it does look kind of even going both ways. Um, but in this game, defense is hard to come by, especially top-end defense. I know how hard it is to play defense in this game. So getting KT back on that one end is like a huge, huge mm-hmm. thing. Um, but we know that there's actually chemistry between Assassin Rifle and Habs fan because they're uh, friends. So they play right. a lot together. So having that chemistry stay together and come back the other way is also a pretty nice thing. But like you said in your trade tracker, it's hard to like say one way or another who won that deal. Yeah, yeah, but, this know, was a tough one. At least getting Burks back to Detroit, you do get a little offense there too. So, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, and the thing too, with, I mean, Chuck, if you want to jump, jump in too. Go ahead. But the thing with me, the, the kid is kind of the unknown too, um, mm-hmm. because he came in late last. I think it was last season. It's like I think a, a late ad or something like that. Um, and from what I've heard, he's really a good player. So I don't think we've seen everything from him yet. Um, so uh, he could be a huge part of that deal, even though we don't know much about him. Go ahead, Chuck. The only thing I'm going to add in is uh, and I, I've talked to quite a few people who were involved in the trade, including both the owners. And um, 
my only qualm with it realistically because like you said it looks like they both you know know what they wanted they they were basically trading defense for offense or vice versa but mm-hmm. my only worry is that maybe the trigger was pulled just a little bit too quick you know one bad week doesn't equate to an entire season and like you said defense is really hard to come by so i don't know if me personally if i was an owner if i could get rid of kt after one bad week oh, um yeah. so it may may maybe maybe it'll work out for them which i mean you know it's not like the you know the trade in the end seems pretty even the only thing i worry about is if somebody pulled the trigger too soon so i mean that's the thing too like you mentioned detroit detroit was playing well it wasn't like they weren't playing well um so i was a little surprised that detroit did make the deal i don't know it was maybe not so much i know you could say it, maybe it was kind of early but maybe um saber saw something there that just wasn't working and I don't want to mix it up. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, specifically we... Dash. I know I talked to him quite a bit, and he he mm-hmm. felt like his team had a, a little bit of excess in offensive firepower. He felt like everybody mm-hmm. was really gelling with each other pretty well, even this early in the season. He felt like he could get away with getting rid, you know, trading some of his offensive firepower away to get to sure up the back end. So, all now, right, he moved half his team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all offensive right, so power get... power. It all it's all gone. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get to that next one. You you were kind of you know you probably have some info, inside info on this one. Um, this next trade that happened. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is a trade between uh, my team LA and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so we had get hyped and still corpse in a package deal for Scooney and Top Shelf. So I only we only had one week on the team. I know our team struggled to get through that first week. We had a one eight and one week. Uh, I think Vegas had a decent week. It wasn't too bad. Um, but I know Whip was always interested in getting get hyped, so I think when he was approached with this deal, he was going to make it work one way or another. Yeah, uh, Scooney Scooney's a good player. Uh, I think we were going to get better as time went on. I think it might have been a little bit early for him to pull off this trade, but he knew what he which player he wanted. And he got him, so I guess that's why it went through. Yeah, he's always been a big fan of hyped. I know. I know he was going to. He was gonna draft in a whole draft controversy where stupid kind of knew what he was gonna do. I know Whip was gonna was gonna draft get hyped. So like you said, I guess when he saw the opportunity, um, he jumped at it. Like you said, Krimi, you know, he he wanted mm-hmm. his man, and when he saw him come up, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, try to get him." So he got him. Um, like this one, I again, I, I, we'll get Chuck, we'll get your opinion on this. So just real fast about the trade track, right? I, I kind of felt like, you know, you guys saw it. I, I gave the advantage to Vegas, um, you know, and I looked at it for a while, and you guys can go read the trade track. I'm not getting into it now, but that was how I kind of saw it after looking at it, and I said, oh, I think Vegas gets it out here. But, Chuck, what are, what are your feelings on this one? Um, I feel like, uh, just my personal opinion, I feel like it's it's probably pretty even right now. But mm-hmm. like Krim was saying, I feel like the obviously Scooney's a rookie, so, you know, he's – got potentially if we're being you know if we're being objective he's probably got a little bit more upside because he's got still got more room to grow not as many people know his game that but kind he's of the thing. unknown he's, he's the, the unknown, major unknown. Yep. so and i mean statistically if you're just if you're comparing like you know the main pieces which are obviously scooney and get hype two pretty solid players scooney being a relatively unknown because he's a rookie most people have been pretty high on him anyways, but then the, the two other pieces that went, both of them weren't necessarily having, they didn't have, neither, neither uh, UG Steel Corps or Top Shelf had the best first week compared mm-hmm. to, you know, some of the other players who 
would be considered probably, you know, depth players and stuff like that. So, right. I think it's one of those. I feel like it's one of those trades that you're not gonna really tell who came out in the you know ahead until three or four weeks from now when you see how each of the players that are were involved are actually playing. So, if I had to, if I had to say, I would agree with you that Vegas probably got the better end of the deal because I think Scooney's just gonna get better and better. But uh, I mean. I mean, Get Hype did have 96 points last season. So, I mean, yeah. he's no joke. He, yeah, for he's sure. obviously a point producer. Um, but like when I saw a combination of Schoon, who I think has a ton of potential, and Top Shelf versus Get Hyped and um, UG Stukovs, who's still rather new here as well, I just felt like, you know, Vegas got the advantage that was on, on that deal. But, and you know, like, yeah. to me, it's not by much, but just from mm-hmm. the eye test, you got, yep. you know, if you're going to give somebody the lead, probably goes to Vegas slightly. Uh, Beer Nuts, what were you gonna you gonna say something, Beer Nuts? Oh, but Witt knows exactly what he's getting. Yeah, he uh, he loves him some Brent, but uh, I've I've got to play <laughs> a lot with uh, with Scooney in the scouting games I've played against him before, and he's really good. He's uh, maybe just gonna take a while to like you say, find his feet, but uh, he's he's gonna be a good player. Yeah, I think so. All right, you guys ready to move on to the uh, roundtable kind of discussion stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Prim, why don't you start us off with that first topic that we want to bring up here? You have it there in the notes. I feel like I'm getting uh, deja vu from last season. I, I know. <laughs> we had two undefeated teams go through, and then they were going to play each other in the first game the following week. So uh, I think it was Carolina and the Avs, and this season yes. it's Edmonton and Montreal, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny because you're looking at Jetty again and Levins again. So That's true. they're meeting up in undefeated matchup. So both teams are 10-0. and 0. I'm going to say surprised on one end and not so surprised on the other. Because we knew uh, the team that Vi put together was built really well. Mm-hmm. But just looking on paper at Montreal, I wouldn't have put them as an undefeated team the first week. But again, I wouldn't have probably put my own team as a pretty much 1-8 one, in one week. So anything can happen. Things can change quickly. Um, but looking quickly through, there's some like stuff you wouldn't see just off the page. Just looking statistically here. I'm looking at the team stats here. Goals 4 for Edmonton mm-hmm. is 62. Montreal is 44. Goals against for Montreal is only 21. Yeah, but goals against for yeah, goals against for Edmonton is much higher. So yeah, you can tell what kind of game they're playing, right? You're playing a defensive game, winning by fewer goals, or you can play an offensive game and win by six goals, right? So you can tell they're playing different uh, styles of hockey, but ending up the same way with wins, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I look at that that yeah, the team stats stuff that I was looking at. I saw like goals against for Montreal and I saw, you know that kind of stood out to me. Um I saw Montreal played plays a physical game that they lead the league in hits. Uh you know, it's only one week, but um you know the stats are kinda they're kinda revealing. Um I just want to add something to I told you guys Chilltown gave his kind of insight onto why Montreal is playing so well and here's what he had to say for people that are listening. He said, um comments about Montreal being undefeated. Uvil is playing incredible, no doubt. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, other contributing factors: team has defensive mindset. Demon are playing great. Forwards are back checking and not allowing themselves to get caught too deep, which also limits odd man rushes. Offense is clicking pretty well, and then we have Jetty, who's good for two to three goals a game. That plus Team D and Uvil is why we're undefeated, and that was Chilltown's hot take. Um, Shuck, are you surprised? By Montreal, I mean, I'm into, I, I agree with Kremont on, on, I'm not Edmonton, I mean, yeah, Edmonton, I agree with Kremont on Edmonton. I'm, I'm not surprised 
I am surprised about Montreal. What do you, what is, what's your take on this one, Chef? Um, if uh, my personal opinion, I'm honestly surprised both of them are undefeated because okay. I know we every, everybody said you know Ed, Edmonton was built really well, but like you know when you, when we went and looked at the stats, the biggest glaring thing that comes out when I look at those two teams is the 41 goals against for Edmonton. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, they've scored a ton, but I, I me personally, I don't feel like that style of hockey is necessarily the most sustain sustainable because people are going to go through hot streaks. Obviously vibe tends to have a little bit longer hot streaks than some other people flaming dragon. You know, he's got people to set him up. He can score all night, but mm -hmm. um, in the long run, I've always heard the, the old saying of defense wins championships and offense sells the tickets. So <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'm just looking at the stats. I'm genuinely more surprised at Edmonton's. Uh, undefeated than Montreal because of how well Montreal is playing defensively. Yeah, okay. Just just looking at the stats, looking at the, the rosters. I mean, they both. I mean, they have you know both teams have great rosters, so it's not necessarily surprising mm -hmm. to see those players on undefeated teams after a week. But looking at the stats, it feels like Montreal has controlled the games a little bit more. So. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking real fast. Edmonton has 62, 62 goals for. Montreal has forty for goals for. But yep. Edmonton has 41 goals against, and Montreal only has 21 goals against. So, yeah. The, you know, so the, the difference Montreal, is pretty much the same, right? Montreal uh, is doing all of this yeah. with only a 12.5% power play percent. Yeah, I mean, that, so, I, I don't think really defense, much, I guess. mainly. Yeah. yeah. It just shows that they're, I, I mean, they're not having to score nearly as much as, as uh, Edmonton is to win the games they're winning. So. Right, yeah. I mean, they lead the, they lead the league in goals against. Like Krim, I think Krim mentioned that, but mm -hmm. Edmonton leads in goals for. So yeah, it'll be defense against offense in that matchup that's coming up on Monday. Um, but before we get to that, let's let's talk about UV a little bit. I, I want to talk about this guy because he's just relatively new to playing net. And uh, I first played with him, and I think it was a threes tournament. I think he was on my he was on my team in threes tournament, and. Um, What's the peanuts? Wait, were you my goalie? What I, I know I played with you, but maybe I played against them in the threes tournament. I'm yeah, my yeah, mind here. Old age. Yeah. So you view, I, I just remember me was playing against him. He was really solid in net, and his stats yeah. this season. I mean, his stats, peanuts. If you want to, you and Chuck, and you want to jump in this one about talking about you view here. Um, you guys want to maybe talk about his stats a little bit. I mean, they're just. I know it's one week, but they were really, really solid. You know. Oh yeah. Um, if it. it... I play a lot with him at the uh, what we like to call the late night XPS group, mm -hmm. who's on mm -hmm. till like two or three in the morning most nights. And anytime I don't want to play goalie, he is more than happy to jump in. And sometimes he's been drinking way too much, and he's he's like a like a drunken savant. I don't know how he does it. Like because <laughs> if I were to be doing that, I'd be letting everything in. But he'll just be doing stuff and won't even know he's doing it. So maybe he's just working on instincts that he doesn't know is is, is there. But all joking aside, uh, in the preseason and as much as I've played with him, anytime he's been in net, it's just been like, you know, a pleasant surprise. Like you guys said, you know, he's relatively new to the position and he doesn't act like it. So, I mean, he's, you know, the biggest thing that is hard, the hardest thing to drill into new goaltenders heads is, you know, stay short, let your defense take care of the pass. And he's never had that problem. So I, I feel like he's just, ahead of the curve in terms of learning the position compared to a lot of the newer goaltenders. And I don't see yeah, him dropping off a ton. I don't yeah, know I mean, about sustaining an eight, six, five save percentage the entire season, but if he did, you know, hats off to him. But I mean, I don't seem, you know, 
I don't see this being just a fluke or anything like that. So yeah, that's, he, that's my guy, Chris. I hope he keeps it up. But uh, <laughs> you know, he's a uh, he's like Chuck was saying. He played a little bit here and there, and you know, I kind of had the feeling that he wanted to take it on full time. And, and Jetty knew exactly how good he was. I know Jetty was uh, gonna try and get him on his team no matter where he ended up. But um, okay, yeah, he's he's great, and he's so great and close. He's uh really really hard to score on. But uh, yeah, I hope he keeps it up. He's doing great. Yeah, he leads in goals against average 2.10 and save percentage is second and at 0.865 and he's undefeated. So that kind of all goes goes hand in hand. All right, so they play Monday night. Who's winning that game? Is anybody, anybody going to sleep? Is it going to be a split? What do you guys think on this when they play Monday night, Edmonton and Montreal? Oh. I don't have... A little inside information is just back home with his internet, so he's going to be winning face-offs. I can guarantee you that. I'm just okay. So I got to see if the. I don't think the lines are in yet. No, they're not. So we really can't analyze the lines that are going to go in. I would think maybe it's going to be Chilltown, DC, and Jetty up front for Montreal, and yeah. probably Levin's Vibe and Dragon up front for Edmonton. I was going to say, um, knowing Jetty and Vibe, they're gonna they're gonna bring their uh, their A teams for right. sure. <laughs> yeah. Show each other up a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, we can we can make predictions all day. I. I Who's winning these? Anyone? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say Edmonton's gonna take it. Um, I yeah, think they're both, both really good. Mm -hmm. I think both games. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm not surprised that Montreal is undefeated. Um, okay. I mean, Jetty wins a lot of regular season games. He's besides that Vancouver with the, you know, his first draft pick not being available. He's just been on winners no, the right. whole time. So yeah. I'm not surprised about them. But I, I do think Montreal is a. Uh, Whatever vibe is missing, I think Levens brings it, and I think just looking at him before the season, I think they were the best team, and uh, I think that's he's definitely going to bring his A team, and I think Edmonton's going to take both. All right, How about you, Shuck. Uh, I'm the exact opposite. I think uh, I think Montreal's going to come out of it undefeated. So I'm going to go with my boy Uville. <laughs> All right, you going Montreal? Yeah. What about you, Krim? I'm going to lean towards Edmonton um, with those two wingers that can score goals and having that center that will lock it down defensively. It's going to be hard for uh, for Montreal, I think, to get that W. But yeah, Chill will be home with his internet, so... That's good. Different connection, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to yep. put my edge towards Edmonton. All right, I'm not picking anybody because I'm always wrong anyway, so whatever I say is going to be wrong, so I'll go whatever you guys go with. All right, so let's... Let's go on to this next this next topic there, Shuck. You wanna kinda of bring in this next topic we're gonna to discuss? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just go ahead and throw around some goalie love here. So Well uh, first let's go back to the rookie standouts. Oh, rookies. Up a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. jumping up ahead of myself. Oh, look Jesus. at this guy. I'm forgetting the rookies already. <laughs> oh yeah, rookies. Okay. So rookie standouts. Obviously we have two listed. I'm gonna try and find a third. Yeah, I've you got know, two I got those two two guys pulled up, so we'll talk about those guys first. Um Yeah I I had to, just real fast. I went through and I tried to find. We only have five rookies, so it was, you know, it was kind of hard to. Because I mean, rookies, we got what? Scooney. Yeah. Um, we've got Burnett. Burnett. Uh, we've got Dang Assassin Rifle as a rookie, right? Yeah. Dang so, right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're I would right. say he would probably be the Let's third one we'd shout too. out because he's had a he had a really good week last week. But we can start with Scooney. Um, no, obviously I want to apologize was... though. Hold on, I want to apologize. <laughs> I probably forgot us. I think I completely forgot about Assassin's thinking he was a he was a you know a, not a new guy here. He's up there too in scoring, I believe. Let me just check real fast. We can throw a shout out to him as well. I feel bad. 
<laughs> he is, yeah, he's up there with Scooney. He's got uh, 15 points in six games. Same exact stats as Scooney. So let's not forget about Assassin's Rifle, which I just kind of did there in the okay. note. So, all right, guys, Chuck, sorry about that. Yeah, if we're if we're talking about basically three rookie stars of the week, uh, mm -hmm. we'll go. Mm -hmm. We'll start with Scooney. Uh, obviously, he was involved in that huge trade. Well, not the huge trade, but the smaller trade. Um, right. But playing on, you know, obviously the team that was. Dead last in the standings, he still managed to have 15 points in six games on nine goals and six assists. Um, he threw the body a little bit, too, with 15 hits for a winger. That's really not too bad. And then moving on to Burnett, I personally got to, you know, I'd get to play with him. He's been a really, really solid center for us. Uh, six games well, last right. week for seven goals and six assists. He's had yep. two game-winning goals already. And he's went in, you know, over 50% of his face off. So can't sneeze at that. His plus minus yeah. is plus five too. So we're not really having a bad time when he's out on the ice. It's actually really, really nice when he's, and he's only got two penalty minutes. So he's only, he's only took yeah. one penalty all week. Um, That's good. Let me get assassin right. Yeah. He's right around there with Scooney. Cause he's right there with it, with everybody else. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's, yeah, six games, fifteen points, nine goals, yep. six assists, almost identical stats to. Uh, oh, it is Scooney. Scooney. Exact it's same literally stats. Uh, only five pims, twenty-three yeah. hits. So obviously, center tends to be a little bit more physical than the wingers, but you know it's always good to have that physical presence out there. He's also got two of the game-winning goals for his team that week, but he's got a plus eight on the plus and minus. So he's arguably one of the most successful out of the three that we just mentioned. So. Yeah, he used to that really stocky center too. Like it's like six feet, two hundred pounds, something like that. Like some yeah. big stocky sniper at center. So that's then, uh, Seth still talking about. I, I, I'm just speaking on him in general. I think now that he's with New York, I think he'll he might actually have a little bit more of a chance to shine because I think Scott might actually utilize him a little bit more. I don't know how much. Yeah. Uh, he played a fair amount. He played six games. Yeah, yeah. Six he's games got a real right? good thing going with Habs too, and, and yeah. Swan. Yeah, I mean he's gonna. I, it can only get better, so I can't believe you forgot about him, Dusty. Well, no, I, I didn't. I, I brought him back up. Don't worry. Don't, don't make me feel worse than I did. Um, Beanus, what were you gonna say? Were you gonna say something, Beanus? I just thought of chiming in there. I was just saying, what what a good thing they got going. Assassin's Rifle and Habs and Swan, and they get to keep the whole line together. They're just uh, you know changing right. jerseys, just, but yeah. <laughs> and playing us again we gotta play them again yeah. that, and on, and on again. top of all of that i mean it's just i mean we could just do a general shout out to all the rookies i mean we've had yeah it's probably one of the better rookie classes that i've been around for obviously this is only my second full season but um these guys are you know coming out and making a difference you know week one so yeah yeah and also we tried to we tried to get him in here more rookies but we just couldn't do it with the numbers i mean like we yeah. tried but just that's we can only get we get five in the season, but anyway. Right, Krim, what were you going to say? Krim, are you going to say something? Yeah, I just want to bring up a rookie on my team, too, because I think he might sure. get overlooked for most of the season because okay. he's playing yeah. defense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have the good. flip. Yeah. The flip's playing defense for us, and actually he's been our most solid defenseman this entire first week, so he came out there, played his first game, and got Habs a shutout, finished with 100D rating, so right now nice. he's at 82.8, which isn't too bad after considering our week. And he's only minus three, which is also the best on the team, so there's that. <laughs> I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because I think those guys would overlooked him. I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah. I also want to say something with you guys. I know I'm surprised. You guys, you guys played mostly West teams this week. I think you did, right, Krim? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think Only West if West. I'm looking at I'm looking at the stat uh, teams, I think the West is probably stronger than the East at this point. So I, I think I was even like San Jose, I know us are struggling, but I know the playing those West teams is, is, can make these more difficult, I think, than the East at this point, in my opinion. But that's yeah, that's for only, another time. The only win they picked up was against us, so feels bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get anything going. Oh man. All right, so let's get on let's get on to the goalie stuff that, that Chuck wanted to jump across yeah. to so quickly. Let's I get mean, to those you know goalie love goalies, right? Beer nuts, beer nuts and Chuck, you guys can take this take this topic, give these goalies some love here. Yeah, I, if you click on that link, it should bring you right to it, I think. All right. The so notes. I, I can start. Uh, I mean, if we're just throwing around love, obviously we've already heaped it all over Yeovil. Mm -hmm. I mean, rookie goaltender, not a rookie player, but a rookie goaltender, and statistically one of the best goalies that's playing right now. Obviously, Beer Nuts uh, having us another, you know, doing his thing as he normally does with an eight two nine save percentage um, through eight games. Um, Dash only had to play four games in that last week, but he's he played pretty he's well. Li he's like four thousandth of a percent or something like that away from nine hundred. So he played lights out. Um, Laner had probably what people can, would consider a down week at seven nine, but I think he had some tough matchups in Chicago. I know the games that I played against him, he played lights out, and we had we had a pretty pretty fun back and forth in terms of the battle that we had. Um, Culper. Obviously, he's not he's not a yeah, main not a regular goalie. goalie, but hey, backup goalie got it. Goalie's got to get love too. You know, two games and he he only allowed six goals, so you know, got to have a solid, a solid backup. He, and he's two and zero. He won so, both games, yeah. Um, beer nuts. You got anybody else you want to talk about? I was just well, listing all. Can of mention them. those shutout guys. Beer nuts in the notes here. There's, there's five guys that had shutouts. You want to throw out some names? <laughs> Everybody <there>. but me. <laughs> hey, hey I didn't have one either, so. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, Sam Swanch. I didn't even know he played goalie, but he had a, a solid week. Um, but yeah, the, the big one is, is UVL. He's uh, he's crushing it, man. He's but yeah, I mean, it's... Soglow, Habs, Sam Squanch, stupid bastard, and UVL all had shutouts this week. Soglow had a good you know? comeback to the week, too, because he started off rough from what I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, looking at the stats early on, because I watched the goalie stats throughout the week, because I got to check mine, obviously. But, uh, he had a pretty rough start to the week, so he bounced back to almost get back to 800. So props to him, too, because well, yeah. he's, he he's to, new to look it Look at as the well. saves. Yeah, he yeah he's getting 159 saves. Yeah, 3,000 saves by the end of the season. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he, I think he, he got that, that saves per games played as well. He's leading. He's got 25.6 yeah, saves per game. So he's facing, a, he's facing a ton of rubber. And like you said, so I think he's he hasn't normally been a goalie. I think he's still learning how to play net, so... Um, yeah, he was a forward. You know, good for as him. As much as I remember. Yeah, good so, forward, yeah. too. He's a really yeah, good real player. Good. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, guys. Anything else you want to talk about with the goalies? You wanted to give those guys some love, the rookies some love. Um, if there's anything else that you guys want to address, do it now. If not, we'll kind of close up the show and say goodnight, and that's it. Anything else you guys want to add, Krim, Shuck? I mean, we can, we, can, uh, we can ask if anybody out in the chat has any questions. That's I mean, now good. would be the perfect yeah. time if you yes. guys have any questions, just throw them in the chat. Uh, I just wanted to add one other him. shout out to uh, Fratis, yep. the rookie on our team. We didn't, uh, mm -hmm. didn't get a chance to talk about him, but he's off to a good start too, and uh, he's got nine points in uh, four games, so he's. Yep, another good rookie. Yeah, for sure. Um, are we getting any questions at all in the chat? I'm assuming I don't know. Uh, Jetty wants to know if Beer Nuts is still polishing his Vesna. <laughs> uh, 
It's not the only thing he's polishing. <laughs> Jenny, it's still, still early, buddy. I'm right on his tail. It's still early, right? We have time. We have time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's See, I, right, you tell him. We, we, we keep getting these joke questions. Now, Rushback wants to know why Chill, why Chill Town sucks so much. So. <laughs> Chill Town. It's because, be he, it's because he was on his, the wrong internet. That's what it was. Now he's back to his former glory. He might yeah. be back around next week to answer your question, Rushpack. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll try to remember that one. <laughs> but I don't have any other questions. It's just a bunch of people being goofy. So. All right. Well, I'm glad if if people are listening. Thank you for listening to it live. It will be recorded. So if you know anybody who hasn't heard the show, I'll let them know it's going to be recorded. Um, and and they will. Is it going to be on YouTube? The YouTube channel or. Is that where they're going to YouTube. be able to listen to it? Yeah. Going to, going to try and put it on the YouTubes as long as, you know, the automatic <laughs> COVID robot doesn't automatically right. take it down like it try, it's been trying to lately. And then, like All I right. mentioned before the thing, I'm actually going to look into getting it turned into a podcast as well. So oh, right. look out yep. for that. Keep an eye out for that. I'll try and let you guys know Great. if that comes through. So. All right. Well, I'm going to thank you, Krim and Shuck and Beer Nuts for joining us uh, this yes, week. Yes, thank um, you for having sir, me, guys. No problem. And we just wish everybody good luck in week two. And have fun, guys. Be on the ice. See you. See you. See you.